Well, I have to say, I didn't expect to be ministered to so beautifully by you on just my second day, the women's circle, gathering to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Just yesterday morning was so wonderfully done. From the welcome that Judy, that Judy and I received. <clears throat> Wondering about that welcome right now. <clears throat> the splendidly decorated tables to the special bells and piano music, to the Lord's Prayer delivered through the use of differently colored candles, to wonderful fellowship and food and coffee, to the faithfully given devotion, highlighting the angel announcement to Mary and the, to the Magnificat in Luke, selected carols, a happy birthday song to Jesus. I was put by your faithful telling and celebration of God's story in a wonderful place, in a wonderful place this Advent, to receive what you ladies have been doing for decades. What a gift to me. And so now I say to you, grace and peace from God our Father through our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah, our Lord. This call, this call to be one of your next pastors has felt a little like our own understanding of Advent this season, hasn't it? A word was heard of a person coming. This word got shared with others. Something like, I hear that there's someone who's being chosen. Who is it? Well, we don't know, but he's coming. And I hear it'll be soon. And then how soon? Well, we don't know. And yet, here we are, this undergirding of it all, the Holy Spirit directing the time and the seasons through the word. And now, as God has laid out in this call, I stand here on this first Sunday of Advent, humbled by the weight of this pulpit, humbled by its reach to all of you here today, this morning in the pews, those in the chapel last night, to all of you tuning in on television this morning, to all of you who will be clicking into YouTube uh, to find the church services stored there, to you listening on the radio next week at 8 a.m. to hear this service today. And yet, if I make this moment about me, my conscience will be riddled with the weight of worry, for it is a weight to stand in this place. I'll ask, did I do well enough? Did I get the people to like me in this sermon? But you and I know that this piece of Sanctuary furniture, especially as set aside, is all for one purpose. It's about the proclamation, all about the word being sent out with what Martin Luther called a big mouth. 
This is the place of the big mouth. Not necessarily a loud mouth. As uh, one who was the youngest of five children of Lee and Liz Statham, I found out early that a loud mouth just gave you a wide enough gap for a sock to get stuck in it. So that's not necessarily it. It's not about volume. It's about the good news that is centered right in the middle of our gospel text today. Heaven and earth will pass away, but why word will not pass away. The word of Jesus Christ will not pass away. What a gift to us. And so to honor this office of preaching and everyone who has stepped into this pulpit, this mouth is here to proclaim Christ crucified and risen for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. It's the same message that the prophet Isaiah hoped for in our first lesson when he said, behold, you, God, were angry, and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time. And shall we be saved, comes the question. In this text from Isaiah 64, we hear what it feels like when we are kept in sin and have no mouth to preach us a promise. And Isaiah continues, we become like ones who are unclean. Our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We fade like a leaf. Our iniquities take us away. No one calls on your name. And now here, we have the angst of one trying to hear a word from God who hides a God who hides and only chooses to be found in his words of promise. And so Isaiah continues, you have hidden your face from us and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. This is where you're left, melting in sin when you are left without a word from your Lord. The Lord's face is not shining on you. The Lord's countenance is not favoring you. And worse, you may be so asleep that you don't even know it. It's going to seem like God has gone on a journey and left us in charge. And we've assumed that because we don't see God, that God is absent. But the Apostle Paul, with a big mouth and beautiful feet, gives us a wonderful gift of promise as he preaches to the Corinthians. He captures the spirit of his Advent season as he points, to the, points the Corinthians to the God who has not left and has not strayed, hidden anymore. He's not hidden anymore when he says, the grace of God was given to you in Jesus Christ that in every way you were enriched. Notice the verb tense, in every way you were enriched. In him all speech, which is preaching, and all knowledge. You were enriched in all speech and knowledge. You were not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ 
And why guiltless? Because God is faithful. Faithful to what? His word. And when Jesus declares right in the middle of our gospel text, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away, we hear just how faithful God is to his word. Everything will be taken from us in this life. And all that will remain is the word given to you in me by the mouth of one who is ready to deliver the promise. Not a snoring mouth, not a mouth that is snoring, but a mouth made ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. Unfortunately, over the years, we've been preached to by some pretty poor mouths who don't believe God's word of promise is enough to save you. They will preach against Paul in Corinthians and say that you are lacking a gift as you wait, that you are not being sustained until the end, not guiltless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. They might even say that your sin right now is taking you away from the promise of salvation. We call that a foul mouth and dirty feet. And so now in our gospel reading, we get to look at why Jesus tells his disciples to stay awake. Peter and the disciples were being named sinners for they all slept on the night of Christ's crucifixion. And Peter especially was told that he would sin against Jesus three times before the cock crowed. It is safe to say that Peter was melting away in sin and guilt. But now we who are between Christ's resurrection and his second coming, we see what Jesus is up to. We see Jesus' use of the law to declare Peter a sinner. Jesus caused Peter to sin against him so that on the cross Jesus could declare once and for all, it is finished. The accusation of the law was finished on the cross. As Romans 1, 8 says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is the it is finished word for us today. And it was given to us in our baptism, into Christ's death, giving us the very word that Christ does not pass away. The word of Christ that does not pass away. Not even death can steal this promise. It's the same promise for you and me. God declares us sinners so that we know we're in need of saving and we know right where that promise was given, that never-ending word. And now today, Jesus knows that our, <clears throat> that our conscience is troubled by sin. Sin still troubles us and tries to shout out the promise. And so Christ gives us this gift of his holy sacrament, this gift of holy communion, this blessed gift that Jesus will now in this sacrament shine his face upon you today and give you the very words of promise. Pastor Jason will stand up here and he will preach the words of Christ, the words of Christ from Christ's mouth who has made us ready 
to declare you sinners, but forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. Amen.